1984 is a classic dystopian novel, a novel that describes a society with great suffering, written by George Orwell and published in 1949. A few years after World War II ended, it was published at the beginning of the height of the Cold War, and people gravitated toward a book that spoke of such things as government control and quote-unquote doublethink. The novel was set in 1984 in Airstrip 1, formerly England. Airstrip 1 is part of the nation Oceania. It is run by an authoritarian-style government called INSOC, and it requires complete obedience. It is led by Big Brother, who is said to be a philosopher and war hero, and who inspires loyalty and fear. One of the slogans of Oceania is Big Brother is Watching You. It has one political party, simply named the party. The government changes historical records to suit their needs and produces propaganda and all the entertainment for the citizens. Winston, the protagonist of the story, works for the Ministry of Truth, a branch of the government that pertains to making informational and educational media but keeps a diary in which he writes down his thoughts, strictly forbidden by Big Brother. He meets a young woman named Julia, and the two enter into an illicit sexual relationship. Winston thinks that O'Brien, a man in the inner party, the elite, may be a rebel and a member of the Brotherhood, an anti-party organization. He convinces Julia to visit O'Brien with him. When they meet O'Brien, he gives them a book by Emmanuel Goldstein, the supposed leader of the Brotherhood. And Winston and Julia tell O'Brien where they meet. The next time they go to their secret spot, they are captured. Julia and Winston are taken to the Ministry of Love, where they are both tortured until they break and become obedient. Welcome to the Chaos and Christ podcast. Welcome back to Chaos and Christ Podcast. I am your host, Alexi Felix. It is a pleasure that you are joining with me today, and it means a lot. And if you haven't thought so, thought about it, or have done so, but you've definitely been tuning in, or maybe this is your first time, I would like for you to consider following this podcast and sharing it with others so they too can get a whiff of this show and see what it is that I am trying to do in the midst of a culture that is in chaos. My hope here is to divide, uh, to provide perspective that will point back to Christ in the midst of this craziness. You know, That's really what, what it's about. And it's just pointing back to the one who does have the answers, to the one who told us that in this world we will have tribulation. So consider doing that, but let me earn it and you know finish this episode and if you like it then you know do so please it would mean a lot it will help a ton to get more ears to the show all right what i read to you in the beginning of this episode was a sort of introduction to the story of 1984 by george orwell which is a dystopian novel and uh if you've been around since 2020, not living under a rock, then you probably have seen 1984 being referenced to in many situations, many times. Um, so this may be something you know about. Maybe you read the book. I'll be honest, full disclosure, I've not read the book. I have heard the book told to me, and I have searched out different sources that relates to the book and have given me references 
And from there, I have been able to determine that there is some author back in the day that wrote a book that seems to be very scary and relatable today. So, but what I read there is on purpose. I went looking for it. I didn't write it. That's not my own writing. I think I can write pretty well, but that's not mine. I read that to you because I wanted to give you some sort of comparison, some sort of irony as to where we are at today. Today, I'm going to be reading uh, some form of article um, in relation to the new disinformation governance board that Biden and his administration have established. Now, I've done some digging on this new little agenda, a new agency within the Homeland uh, Department where no one really knows exactly what is its intention. There's one part where it was talked about disinformation about human smuggling and immigration, and then there's another part where the same person is basically saying it's also meant for Russia and election integrity and the disinformation that comes around it. But then we see that Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, mentions that this uh, disinformation governance board or government governance disinformation board is established to further investigate and control disinformation about COVID-19 and elections, which means that this disinformation group uh, agency is meant for Americans and for those they deem are spreading what they quote say disinformation, right? I, I, I probably, I'm going to say that word a thousand times today. Um, so that's, that's the idea, which if you really, really let it sit down, let it, let it simmer into your heart and your mind that should probably cause some concern. And indeed, it has caused concern. There's concern on the right, obviously, that this is related to George Orwell's 1984 story about a department within that government that has uh, this thing called the Ministry of Truth, which in part is about a department agency of that government that establishes, narrates, creates, and distributes information through media, agency, television, writing, uh, you know, readings, narrating, all that stuff. Anything that has to do with media, anything that has to do with education, anything of that nature, they control the narrative from the Ministry of Truth. And what they do is they manipulate it in order to make Big Brother look good. And they will twist the story as far as the narrative has to be fixed, again, in order to make Big Brother look good and have all the answers. And obviously, the only one who has all the answers is Big Brother himself, who is a self-proclaimed philosopher and war hero. And this is the, the story of George Orwell and you know, everything that that's happening in that novel. All right. So there's a, a, a scary comparison to what we see there as to what we are seeing now with this disinformation governance board that has been created by the Department of Homeland Security. What What is for? I guess three different reasons. Russia, Russia, 
illegal immigration and any information about COVID-19 and election integrity. How they're going to do this, how they're going to go about this is all up in the airs. So we don't necessarily know exactly what it's for other than we know that Biden is apparently the one that has issued this and I mean and in my opinion I don't I don't see him issuing anything. I don't see him actually calling shots to anything. If you've paid attention to any of his interviews, the man is not coherent. He isn't there. He's not right. His faculties are are compromised. He's an ill elderly man who has shown significant signs of dementia. A lot of reputable doctors have been able to assess him from afar through the many gaffes that Joe Biden has given us and allowed us to really just dissect. And it's pretty obvious and pretty conclusive that the man is just not well and he is not fit to be a president of the United States. So then it then makes you question, makes you think who is really running the show? Who is really doing what they were doing? Again, you cannot assume that this man, Joe Biden, is the one. Do you remember when uh, the former president, Obama, was at the White House recently? Did you see the embarrassing just way that everyone was treating Biden? He was a ghost. No one cared for the man. No one gave him a slight look. He was ignored. He was the oddball. Who does that to the president of the United States? But who was attaining all the glory? Who was getting all the eyeballs? Obama. Obama himself was getting all the eyeballs. So here we are. We have a new agency that is meant to regulate disinformation based on all these other things I just mentioned. That's a very big problem in my book. Now, I'm sharing my opinions. I'm just... You know, you can take it for what it is and you can completely toss it out the window. That is totally fine by all means. But the problem is this. Why do we need to have an agency that is going to control the information about COVID-19 and elections? What? Why is that happening? That's a very concerning time. And this is why people on the right are relating this to the Ministry of Truth because the ministry of truth is nothing with the truth. I mean, it is completely the antithesis of the truth. The In the ministry of truth, in George Orwell, they lie. And they manipulate information and history in order to keep alignment with what Big Brother wants the public society to, to see him as. this or, or the government. So it is a manipulation and full control of free speech. It is a a manipulation and control of free thought. And so that is not allowed in that scenario. So I'm looking at an article right now. Tulsi Gabbard suggests Obama devised Biden's Ministry of Truth Disinformation Board. Now, I had a different article that I was going to read where a lot of the Republicans on the right were assuming that this is something that a communist party does. Ministry of Truth. Adolf Hitler had one. Joseph Stalin had one. There's there's other people that have had their own department of quote-unquote truth where they controlled the information and what was good and what was not. And what is that for? Well, it's for you, you peasant. It's for you. 
because you can't be trusted with the information that uh, apparently you gathered for yourself because you're not that smart. Like, well, us, the state, the government, the officials, the quote unquote scientists, the people that went to the, the universities that are parading around that they're better than you because they they have a paper that says so. So you don't have that. You're just a blue collar worker. You're just a person that started a small business. You just work for a business. You know, you're just you're that guy. You're that woman. You're that man that, you know, decided not to go to college. And so you you can't be trusted with information. That's just, you know, you don't know what to do with that. But don't worry. You know, big brother, we have your back. You know, you need us. You need us. And the interesting thing, before I get into this article that I read about it and kind of commentate, the interesting thing about the Ministry of Truth is, uh, with that that book, is is the name, isn't it? The Ministry of Truth. God, that sounds so good. Ministry. When you think of ministry as a Christian, I mean, you know that it is it is a service. It is a a service to others. It you are proclaiming a message and you are delivering that message. You are. Again, you are serving. And so they they position themselves as serving the truth. They also have a, a thing called the ministry of love and uh, the ministry of peace, which the ministry of peace is really about war. <laughs> the ministry of love is is completely opposite of that. All that is all the opposite. It is a flipping on its head kind of thing. But it works and it's effective because what person in society wants to live where we feel like we're being lied to, right? Who who wants that? No, no one wants that. And we want the truth. Everyone walks around claiming that they have the truth. In our culture, that's very relative, right? We all claim we have the truth and desire the truth. And so we don't willingly and out loud say we want to live in a lie. So when something greater than yourself, as well as you perceive to be greater than yourself, says that we have this and we will provide this as a means to fight this evil or this bad thing, you then say, if you're not thinking right, if you're not doing your own homework and research, if you're docile, you then say, thank you. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for for going the extra mile. Because guess what? We don't have time for all that, right? We work. We're the, we're the peasants. We didn't get that college degree. We don't have that the, the luxury to think. We have to work. We have to pay bills. We have to take care of our kids. Inflation is through the roof. I can't think about what's happening in the government. I can't think about what information is correct or is not. I need someone to tell me what is right and what is not right. I need this. And so they come out with the ministry of truth. Or in our case, we have... The governance of Dis- disinformation board, and disinformation has been a key phrase in the last two years, pushing on three, about COVID nineteen, about the elections, and how dangerous that is for other people. I mean, they literally call it violence and danger, and putting people people's lives at risk when you have a different opinion. When it comes down to COVID-19, when it comes down to what makes a man a man and what makes a woman a woman, disinformation is, it has a negative connotation. And you don't want any disinformation. You want good information. You need it. And so that alone, 
I'm sure has a lot of people saying, hip hip hooray, thank God, thank you government, you guys are great. We need to stop the disinformation. And if people have bought into the fear tactics and the fear porn that they have uh, you know, spread out when it comes to COVID-19, elections, white supremacy, all that stuff, which they're there. They are there. You could drive down, down the street. Some people wear masks. Some don't. But those that do, you can kind of tell just with that alone what they are consuming, what narrative they are consuming. For the most part, some people have really good legitimate reasons as to why they want to wear the mask. By all means, it's a free country. Do you. But what I'm trying to say is you can, for the most part, see in society who has drank the Kool-Aid. So that's what we have here. And that is a very concerning time. We don't have a ministry of truth here. We don't have a government entity that knows what's best for us. And can't you know allow us to to handle the information amongst ourselves and debate openly amongst ourselves? We 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 don't do that as a free society, as a uh, as a republic. Well, at least in America, as the practice was was supposed to be, the experiment was supposed to be. But that is the situation right now, and that's where we are finding ourselves today. Let me get into this topic because i found this just now so you and i are going to be reading through it right now give you some of my opinion on it i do i mean just based off the title alone uh tulsi Gabbard. i don't know much about her i know she's a democrat uh she's a congresswoman but she seems to be a little bit more on the sane side at at, at least from what i can tell you know i don't trust no politicians at this point not even the the republicans so i always take this with a grain of salt right you know, I don't know what the grand scheme of things truly is. I'm just a peasant in America with the truth of the gospel, with the desire for the truth that can see what's happening. So, I mean, I've taken it upon myself to just to talk about this stuff and whoever will listen will listen. So I'm just, you know, I'm doing me right now. Tulsi Gabbard suggests Obama devised Biden's Ministry of Truth, quote unquote, disinformation board. Hmm, interesting. Former Hawaii Congressman Tulsi Gabbard implied that former President Barack Obama devised the formation of President Biden's recently announced Disinformation Governance Board, which critics have likened to the Ministry of Truth from George Orwell's 1984. Biden is just a front man, quote unquote. Gabbard tweeted Sunday, Obama, April 21st, social media censors don't go far enough. So the government needs to step in to do the job. Six days later, Homeland Security rolls out the Ministry of Truth, a.k.a. Disinformation Governance Board. There's always been some interesting talks about how, at the end of the day, what what Biden is is just a front man. There's an interview I saw that uh, uh, was talking to Obama, and they talked about how if there was ever a situation where there wasn't any terms limited to a president and how many times they could serve for how long, he said that at some point... If he could just give the orders, you know, in his boxers away from the front spotlight and someone else would just go ahead and, and do that and he would just feed what needs to be said and done, then he'd be okay with that. He'd be totally fine with that. That is a real video, a real video. And if I can and if I can find it, if I can find a link, then it will be in the description of the show notes so that way you yourself can take a look at it. I will be honest if I can't find it in the description, um, but it is real. I've seen it. I've watched it. Very interesting, right? But it's something that you just brush off and say, well, that's not possible. 
those things just happen in the movies. Well, I don't know. 2020 has truly, truly flipped on its head a lot of the things I thought was impossible. So I'll just leave that at that. Anyway, Gabbers, Gabbers' tweet was in reference to Obama's speech at Stanford University last week where he declared that tech companies have an obligation to more strictly police disinformation and called for the government to facilitate that. That's what, uh, well, that's what tyrants do. That's what totalitarian governments do, communist governments. Again, they are the ones that are positioning themselves to, ha- to say, I have the answers. And what I can see is you're not doing it the way we want to do it. It doesn't go far enough. So we need to step in, save the day, essentially. Quote, unquote. Now, the good news is that almost all the big tech platforms now acknowledge some responsibility for content on their platforms, and they're investing in large team of people to monitor it, Obama said during the speech. Given the sheer volume of content, this strategy can feel like a game of whack-a-mole. He praised some social media firms for independently restricting such content on their forums, but stated that government is needed to enforce stricter standards. <laughs> I got to keep reading this, guys. But while content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content, it doesn't go far enough, he added. Last week, the Biden administration launched a disinformation governance board under the Department of Homeland Security to counter internet disinformation its creation came out on the heels of the recent acquisition of twitter by tech titan elon musk who promised to promote free speech presumably through less content moderation and censorship on the platform oh my goodness so you get elon musk which i don't have full trust in the man myself but is uh, a self-proclaimed free speech absolutist so his desire and I mean, you know, from this standpoint, it looks as if he's doing some sort of heroic, heroic thing with free speech. Again, I don't put I don't place a lot of faith in man. I don't know. Maybe God is using such individuals like himself to to do something with that. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a prophet. I will never claim to be that. But what I can tell you is this. This if this is indeed a response to Elon Musk purchasing Twitter, which would then allow the flow of free speech to take place because we all know no matter how many people hate Twitter, Twitter is that's that's the central like like town, digitally speaking, for opinion sharing and debates and news. Most people get their news quicker on Twitter than they do really on cable anymore. Most people find that stuff out quick, ASAP there. So much has happened just off Twitter alone. You've seen battles on Twitter. It has become a town of its own right where people share information and flow. And what what has Twitter done in the last two years, if not even sooner than that? They've banned any, any dissent that is conservative and that is even religious. Even as far as banning the sitting president of the United States. I do not care if you did not like President Trump. That's totally fine. You don't have to like the man. I I personally loved the way he handled things with policies in that regard. Um, And I voted for him twice. I admit that full heartedly. But 
most people think because I did that, oh, I think that he's a Christian and that he is the savior of the world and that he could do no wrong, which was BS 100% of the way. But to, to be able to ban the sitting president of the free world, that is some power that, uh, that, that that's just, you know, kind of scary, right? All while, all while allowing uh, uh, Iranian terrorists to have a Twitter account announcing death to Americans and their ways without any banning whatsoever, without any censorship whatsoever. But if you went against the COVID-19 narrative, if you were a proud conservative, if you admitted that you were uh, voting for Trump or you were a Trump supporter, then you were labeled a bigot, a Trumper, and you were censored and kicked off. The Babylon Bee were completely uh, suspended indefinitely for making a joke about a a transgender and calling them calling him a man, which... Well, he is. He is a man. I know that we live in a culture that thinks that's mean-spirited and bigoted, but some of us just don't buy into the fairy tale. And again, it was a joke, a truthful one at that. We all know Babylon B is satirical, and so, I mean, that is literally the basis of Babylon B. But they were then censored and shut down for saying the truth in a joking manner. That was that was Twitter on the left. Soon as Elon Musk purchased Twitter, all of a sudden the people on the left are worried that there could be political dissent and suppression, especially come voting time. Hmm. You got to appreciate the irony in that, huh? So the fact that there is now a disinformation board established within the Homeland Security because of this purchase, it means they do not want free speech and free speech my friends my family brothers and sisters in christ free speech in the society does not work for a totalitarian government it does not work for elites that desire to control narrative to control people groups and to establish power it doesn't work. It's never worked. You can go back in history and see why there have been other ministry of truth, why Adolf Hitler had his own, why Joseph Stalin had his own, why Mao had their own. Every single one of them had a department, a agency that was focused on the information and the flow of it and who controls it and who is able to receive it and what are they receiving and what are they sharing it's so much so that in, if you look into China, they have an established social credit system. So it's all about the information. If you are a church goer, you're losing your score. It's going down, which will, in, will inhibit your participation in society to buy and to sell. This is the digital age that we're living in. They can do this, and they are indeed doing that. And other countries are now adopting this social credit score. We are not far away. I don't, I don't see it to be far away. This is a very concerning time. This is just another example of the trajectory of where the United States is headed. It's a very serious moment in time. And I, and I, still, I still wonder if we're getting it, if we're understanding it, if we understand where we're at in this point in time. 
I agree with Tulsi Gabbard. Again, I don't know if she's a legit person. I don't know if she's good in the grand scheme of things. I have no idea. But when you think about this department that Homeland Security now has, and then you think about the purchase that Elon Musk did and what he's saying he is planning on doing and why he even purchased it, and now you have Obama making speeches, and then after that speech, things come into play, but but again, it's apparently Biden's decision. Something's off here. Something is off here. We are entering into a very interesting and specific time. So why do I say this? Why do I bring this? Should we despair? Should we panic? Should we grow in anger? Should this make us lose sleep? Should we go into a bunker and hide? Well, no. If you are in Christ, you have a specific calling on your life. You are here for a specific reason. We are here living in this age because that is the providence of God. He so ordained it, declared it, and decreed it before the foundation of the earth, of the world, of the universe. God isn't taken by surprise when little evil men who would try to extract power for themselves and establish themselves as gods rise up. He, he isn't surprised by them, and in fact, he is in full control of them. We see this example many times when Israel would rebel against God and he would allow Israel to be under the rule of foreign nations and their tyranny. But using, using them towards his end, towards his means. A lot of people don't like to think about that. We want to think about God as just this lovey-dovey, trying to be nice to everyone, please come to me and trust me type of God. But if we are being really honest, we need to recognize that we are sitting underneath the judgment of God because we have turned our backs on him. We have resisted, rejected, and rebelled against the standard that God has established in his word through his son Christ. And we get what we deserve. In fact, he gave us what we want. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most profound thing. We act as if we know what we want and need. God tells us that there's a better way and that if you just follow my law and if you just trust in me and serve me, then it will go well with you. But we live in a time that is post-Christian, post-modern. Cultural relativism has been the idea of our culture for some time and look where it's led us. We talk to each other and, and we have to walk on eggshells because, God forbid, I say something that doesn't agree with your belief system. And because people can't handle that anymore, we have then created cancel culture. And for the Christian, you know that you don't belong here and that your time is completely ticking. Because the message of the gospel and the scriptures will position you in a place where you cannot accept the world system and its ways. Though it will try to infiltrate it, it will try to blend in. And in fact, some parts of churches and denominations have definitely taken the bait, have bitten into the wokeness agenda, and have been seared and poisoned by it. You have a message of truth, the real truth. What they say, 
what their ministry is. It's not the ministry of truth. It's the ministry of lies. And that is what totalitarian governments operate by. Lies. They take everything you know that is objectively true and they flip it on its head. They gaslight you, give you propaganda, manipulate the media, give you talking points, constantly use certain phrases until it is seared, until the next generations can only know what that means based on what the government and the media and everyone else, the talking heads and pundits have, have been jeering down to us from the beginning. It's no reason, it's no wonder, I should say, that they're, they're trying to go after the children in the school system to indoctrinate them with perverse sexuality and courses of that nature, to teach them that everyone is racist if they're white and that you know capitalism is evil. This is on purpose. This is on purpose. And this is why a lot of younger people under my, under the millennial, I mean the millennials too, but even under them, are lost. They would vote in socialism tomorrow if they had the power to do so. This is an overt attack, an agenda against the truth. And at the end of the day, the ministry of truth that is Biden's uh, governance of disinformation board is really just a ministry of lies. It is the antithesis of the truth, and it is attempting to go against the very God who has established the truth in us. Transgenderism, homosexuality, white privilege, patriarchy, all these terms are a direct attack against the God who created us. They're saying, we don't believe that way. We have the answers. Totalitarian governments, communist governments are atheistic. They are the gods they see themselves in. And that is the truth of it all. So what do we do? Well, let's look at uh, Revelation chapter 18. Uh, This is actually, I took this passage from church today. Uh, My pastor was preaching on it. And there's just a small portion I'm going to read. Chapter 18, verse 9. And the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, Alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city Babylon, for in a single hour your judgment has come and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her since no one buys their cargo anymore and then it goes on to list what it is that they're selling that that makes them so wealthy they're not looking at babylon alas alas and cheering that god has finally brought judgment they are heartbroken and destroyed because they have aligned themselves with babylon and now they see the judgment in an instant come upon Babylon and tear them down and all the wealth and riches and all the things that those system promised them to have as long as they abide by the lie is gone in judgment, just like that. So what does that mean for you, Christian? It means you do not despair. Though it looks as if evil is continuously prevailing and it just doesn't seem like there's an end in sight, we know that we are not at home here. This isn't our home. This is the land of our affliction, as Joseph mentioned in Genesis. We are not of this place. We are in the world, and God has called us to live as a light and means and representative of his church, 
to be separated from the world as holy, but to be in it, to proclaim his truth, to preach the gospel and to make disciples. Judgment is coming. Judgment is indeed here and it is coming. And I don't know when all this is supposed to happen, but you can clearly see the trajectory, right? Right. You can see it right now. So my encouragement to those that listen Live not by lies. It's something I read in a book called Live Not By Lies, and it's a phrase that I will take with me to the end of my days. Live not by lies. Christian, you may not be able to start a revolution and revolt against the government. That's not what we're called to do. We are called to live in the truth, the real truth, the truth of the the word of God that is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, the truth of Christ and what he has done on the cross for yours and mine sin. We can't save ourselves. There is not enough social justice curriculum activity that can give us points into paradise. This whole idea of white privilege and to disrupt the patriarchy and to tear down the old system, that is just meaninglessness. That is for nihilistic people who have no sense of purpose, who are lost in darkness but love their darkness but still react needing a purpose in life and they found it. They find it, they find it in Marxism, they find it in communism, they find it in atheism, they find it in controlling of speech and censorship, labeling it as something that is righteous, but is the antithesis of it all. This whole governance board thing that we got going on is just an attempt to stifle free speech and the free flow of information of the American people. And we're not alone. Canada is on its way. I mean, if indeed it's already there, Australia is there. All the countries in the in the world, this is a global thing. We're not that special. It's a global thing. Stand firm. Do good. Dwell in the land. Get married. Have children. Build businesses. Start schools. Preach the gospel. Be the be the most the best salesman with integrity. I mean it, integrity. Be the light in the midst of darkness. Live life fully and joyfully for the glory of God, but do not, and I repeat, do not take the bait. Do not fall for the lie. Do not compromise with the lie. Don't do it. You want to be a rebel? You want to be against this thing? You want to revolutionize against this thing? Live as Christ has called us to live, holy, separated. To love the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. That's how we do this. And that's how I intend on doing this. I will speak the truth. I will abide by the truth as revealed in scripture. And I will raise my family. I will be a good man, good husband, good father. Serve my local body. And if God takes me to a place of, of preaching, so be it. If this is all this is going to be in my and the podcast is what he's given me, so be it. I will be faithful. And I encourage you guys to do the same, because when you look at what uh, verse nine and all that says in uh, Revelations 18, these people are in despair because they had their things lined up with the world system. But guess what? You don't. You didn't you didn't abide by the world system. Yeah, it, it rejected you. It persecuted you. It, it kicked you out of the public square. You couldn't participate with them anymore. But you had joy and peace. You had, you had truth. You had community with the brothers and sisters, the saints, the church. And when that day comes, every person that lost their lives for their faith, 
They were imprisoned. They were shunned. All of that, they will be vindicated. My pastor put it so well, and uh, I, I, I just I felt the need to share that with you. We will be vindicated if indeed we are in Christ. And if you're not in Christ, then now is the time to really consider who he is and what he has done. I'd love to speak with you about that. If you appreciate this, I would just ask, share this with someone else. Subscribe to the podcast and go to the website in the link in the description, chaosinchrist.com. Leave me a review. Leave me a voice message. Let me know what you got out of this. But until next time, when you get all in despair and you look around, just remember, in the midst of chaos, Christ is there. God bless you.